Welcome to the live stream. We're gonna go just a touch early. I think there's already a couple people here. So what I'm gonna do is spend the next, uh, we'll spend about the next hour um, going through any home buying questions that you have. So feel free to leave those in the chat and then what I'll do is I'll throw them up on screen and then we'll go through those questions. So let me make sure everything is, is working here. Um, cool. I think all the audios work. And I haven't done a live stream in like a, a hot minute here. Um, so I'm curious what YouTube is now going to think. Is YouTube going to push this live stream? I have no clue. Um, so Four Corners Custom Products, good evening. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Jose, good to see you as well. Feel free to leave uh, any combined questions you have in the chat. And I'll be here to answer them as best as I possibly can. And in the meantime, I'm going to light this candle behind me. Pretty sure that just threw an ember like straight across the <laughs> straight across the room. So if there's a fire that goes on behind me, uh, you should definitely let me know because I'm not trying to I'm not trying to get burned down in here. Um, it's a dark thought. Emery, I believe has, is how you say say your name. Hello, welcome, welcome. I'm glad you're here. Feel free to ask a question if you have them. Um, John, hello. Just started watching your videos. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I hope they have been helpful for you um, as you walk through the buying process. And you might be familiar um, with, let me make sure that this is all going over. Yeah. Okay. These are publishing. Cool. Um, a really great place to get started if you're new to the channel is I have a video on the step-by-step -step process to buy a home. And um, let me show you what that video looks like let's see if we can get to it uh when the house you love let's see a great place to go would be da -da -da. this video right here is going to be really great if you're new to the channel um so this is it's almost an hour long so it's 50 minutes but i promise you it's going to walk through everything step by step um and is going to be one of uh, probably one of the best guides, in my personal opinion, that you might come across on buying a home. And so I'm going to walk you through literally everything you need to know. So that would be a really great place to get started, I think. Um, so cool. We have some other people here. AW, I see your question, and I will get to that in just a second. Just want to say hello, Angelica. Good to see you. Tammy, welcome. Erica, Linda, uh, Elias. Elias? Elias? I'm so bad with names. Um, welcome. Cool. So, AW asked, uh, "Hey Kyle, do you think that USA, US, uh, I think you mean USDA will ever move?" Oh, I see what you're saying now. Do you think that USA will ever move to a 40-year mortgage for the norm? Hmm. I don't really see that being a thing right now. So, 40-year mortgages are actually something that can happen for. Um, if you're doing a loan modification, so if somebody's struggling to make a payment, then you can move from what would be a maximum of 30 years to 40 years. I don't really see that happening though because um, there's no need for us to, to move to a 40-year mortgage. And if anything, it would start to kind of ring some alarms of, uh, I think, on the secondary market of why are we moving to 40-year mortgages instead? So I just don't really see it happening, um, but possible. Um, I just don't see anything on the horizon that would kind of indicate that. Eric, what would happen if you lose your job while in the closing process? 
very tough, but you're gonna to need to talk to your loan officer because you will not be able to close the loan how you thought if you lost your job. So it depends kind of when closing is, if you have another job lined up. If you have another job lined up and it's in the same line of work, usually if you can get one pay stub, so two, week, two weeks work, <laughs> two weeks worth of work, so two week pay stub, you should be able to close with that new employment. As long as it's in the same line of work, same type of pay, um, then you should be okay. However, if you don't have a job lined up, unfortunately, you're going to have to let your loan officer know and the closing won't be able to go through, which I know is frustrating. But what will happen is they will know if you don't have that job at the time of closing. They will call your employer and see if you're still working there before closing. So, um, And you also have to sign documents saying you're still working there. So definitely don't want to go in the, uh, the mortgage fraud kind of area. So... Nice stash, by the way. I appreciate it. This is this is new. We're gonna explore. <laughs> We're gonna explore this and see what have what's uh, what's happening here. Um, Tammy, hello, welcome. Good to see you, Erica. Thank you for joining us. Um, having school loans that are in default can that affect you getting uh, a first time home loan? Yeah. So it depends on like what level of default are they in right now. Are they in a collections account? Um, so. Usually what you're going to have to do is get out of default, and this is gonna depend on the type of loan that you're getting. But if you're going with a conventional loan, it's usually the most lax on this. If you can get approval for a conventional loan, um, what will end up happening is the underwriting software will basically tell the loan officer what has to happen with that debt, whether it needs to be uh, included with a collections payment or paid off or brought out of default. Um, usually on, collection, or on a conventional loan, you're not gonna run into as many issues if you can get an approval on conventional. It's all gonna depend on the underwriting software. With a default though, it's probably gonna be extremely difficult to get approval with a conventional loan unless you have a higher credit score. With something like an FHA loan, if these uh, student loans are government loans, what ends up happening is if you default on government debt, you're put into a system called CAVERS. And for the life of me, I cannot remember what that acronym stands for. Let's see, CAVERS. It stands for Credit Alert Verification Reporting System. Basically, what ends up happening is if you don't pay back the government, they kind of put you on like a thing of like a blacklist for getting any more federal debt. So if you are in default on a federal student loan, the government is not going to give you any more money through an FHA loan, USDA, or VA loan. If that's the case, you need to bring it out of default. So you need to talk, talk to uh, whoever your student loans are through and see how to get those loans out of default before you can qualify for a government loan. So very tough. You could also reach out to um, uh, a company called LoanSense. They do a really great job of helping people with student loans be able to qualify for mortgages and really help you with a strategy on that as well um, and find some ways that you can create some savings with all the programs that exist around student loans. Uh, da -da, Linda, welcome. Well, thanks. I'm glad to be back. Um, and I'm curious what everyone thinks. Is this a good time to do live streams? So like I'm on Eastern time. So it is five right now. Before, like what YouTube suggests me to do is to start live streams around like eight or nine, but I don't wanna have to go home and then come back just to do live stream. It seems like a lot. So <laughs> this is like just after the work day. So uh, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out a good good rhythm with uh, with live streams. Uh, hello, my final walkthrough is tomorrow and settlement date is Monday. VA loan is in California, mortgage plus escrow, 2400, which is good. Any way to lower it though, any tips? So that mortgage 
payment, which includes your escrow account. So that's going to be principal and interest with the escrow account. Um, and it depends. So you're going to have principal and interest. If you have mortgage insurance, that's going to be included. So that's the minimum. Your escrow are going to be things like taxes, homeowners insurance, and potentially homeowners association fees if you have an HOA. So taxes and homeowners insurance. Unfortunately, you can't lower taxes. Well, uh, probably not. Unless you qualify for any sort of like exemption in your county, it's going to be impossible to lower taxes. Homeowners insurance, you could explore lowering homeowners insurance. It probably doesn't make up a huge portion of that $2,400 per month. Um, so really the only other way to try to, I mean, if your closing is Monday, which is next week, there's not really any way to lower that other than trying to shop for lower homeowners insurance, which you can do after the fact, right? So your, your closing can happen and then you can go shop for insurance again after that. You can actually change your dedu deductible if that's something you're comfortable with. Um, but it's really going to depend, you know, homeowners insurance around here is going to be like, for most people is 80 to $150 a month. Uh, you know, or someone like somewhere like Florida, you're going to be looking you know, a couple hundred dollars, a few hundred dollars per month uh, because of hurricanes and things like that. So shopping insurance around here doesn't save you that much money, whereas shopping in a higher uh, cost of insurance area might save you some money there. Um, and congr congratulations on your almost almost closing. Uh, I know it's it's a big task to make it this far. Um, I had a question regarding USD loans. They supposedly don't require a minimum credit score. However, every lender uh, has required at least 640 so far, even through your site. Any idea why? So USDA's actual standards that go down to a 500. Um, but that is with a manual underwriting. Automated underwriting, which just means they're going to put your USDA loan through a computer software, is 640 is the minimum to go through that. And when you go through the computer underwriting software, it's going to be easier to get approved and you have better interest rates. So if you're looking at going 640 or under 640 for a USDA loan, I would explore a company like um, Carrington is an option. I'm trying to think of what other ones. Carrington is, is a company that will do a lot of the kind of uh, lower end credit score loans where a lot of other lenders won't. Just be warned. Carrington is not a fun lender to work with, and you probably will have some frustration during the process. Um, so, but if that's what you need to do to get the loan closed, maybe that's worth it to you. Hello, big fan. Thanks. Uh, how is the mortgage process different going with a condo instead of a house? Well, first, in the very beginning, when you write the contract, let's say you get an accepted contract from the seller. You put in an offer. You say, hey, I want to offer $300,000 for your condo. And the seller says, sounds good to us. Usually there's a period of time. This can usually like three to seven days where you're actually allowed to review the condo documentation. Um, and if you don't like it, you can exit the deal because there are a lot of condos that are not run very well. Because keep in mind, if the condo itself, if they don't choose to pay taxes or... Uh, you know, the building itself, uh, for whatever reason, has issues that impacts the home that you live in because it's connected to everything. Uh, and so those funds have to be managed well. So that's a different part of the process is you get to review the documentation there. Another part is the lender wants to review the documentation as well. They want to make sure that the condo actually has good standards for their financial practices. And there's several things that the lender checks for, for things like um, uh, one of the main things is the liquidity 
that the condo association has itself. So how much cash do they have on hand? What kind of insurance do they have as well? Um, because when you're owning a condo, you own the interior and the, the association manages the exterior. And so that's why insurance is lower on a condo is because you're only insuring the inside of the property and the association has to insure the outside of the property. Um, other than uh, that, trying to think through, the mortgage process should be not be much different. Maybe I missed something. I'm trying to think, but I don't. I not that I can think of. Would like to know if bankruptcy would affect your application as well. Yes, it will. Um, so with a bankruptcy, you will have different waiting periods for different loans, and it's going to depend on the type of bankruptcy um, that you have as well. And so let me pull up a chart for you to show you what this looks like. Let's find it. Waiting periods. Okay. Let me share my screen here. Um, so up here on the top, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, these are conventional loans. FHA, VA, USDA. Okay. So what we will do is we'll scroll to bankruptcy. So you can see these. Feel free to take a screenshot if you need to. But conventional loans, you're going to need to wait four years on a Chapter 7, two years on FHA, two years on VA, and 36 months USDA. And then here's chapter 13 rules as well, um, which can be a little bit confusing, so I'm not gonna go through them all, but feel free to take a screenshot if you need to, and uh, that might help you here, okay? Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else in there. Let me hop back. Um, I plan on selling my home and buying another in a year or two. Uh, would you recommend saving additional money for the process or just use the proceeds towards the next purchase? You could use the proceeds. Something to consider as well is you don't have to sell your home and buy a new one. You could choose to rent out your current home and buy a new one. And if that was the case, you could rent out this home. You could explore getting something like a home equity line of credit. Think of it like a credit card against the value that you have in your home to use as a down payment for your other home as well. Um, but what you'll want to do is plan how much is this new home going to cost and then see if you need to use those proceeds to be able to purchase it. So when you're buying a new home, let's say with a conventional loan, you're going to have a minimum of a 5% down payment. For first-time homebuyers, it's 3%, but since you already own a home, it's going to be 5%. Um, so that plus your closing costs. So as long as you have that money, then you don't necessarily need to count on the proceeds. But if you do need the extra money, then you'll want to see um, how much money you'll be getting from the sale of your home. And uh, you might want to talk to a realtor about kind of the closing costs involved with selling your home as well. Um, what was the link to the mortgage currency PDF? Unfortunately, I can't give you the link. Um, so it's like mortgage currency is a subscription that's like $50 a month that has a bunch of charts and checklist stuff um, that I subscribe to. And it's mainly, they mainly do it for like loan officers and stuff, but I'm not allowed to give it out uh, or else they will come for me. <laughs> and I don't want that. But I've been considering making uh, some very similar charts on my own um, and giving them out, but they just have so many that it's like, why would I want to try to reproduce it? How much is an FDA loan in Minecraft? Get out of here, Will. <laughs> um, 
will you be my broker? So what you can do is you can go to my website, whenthehouseyoulove.com. Um, I also have a link in the description and I can connect you with a loan officer who can help if you'd like. Um, was the mustache 20% down, 30% down, 15 year loan actually. Uh, Marcia C357, hello, thanks for being here. Um, I'm under contract with a new build. Completed houses are going for more than I uh, bought it at. How soon can I refi with another lender and drop PMI? So you can uh, do a rate and term refinance as soon as you'd like to. You don't have to wait any period of time to do a rate and term refinance. And a rate and term refinance just means you're getting a new loan and you're not pulling cash out of the home. Um, removing mortgage insurance, you can only do that when you have 20% equity in the home and you don't need to refinance to remove mortgage insurance. Your mortgage insurance is automatically gonna fall off at 22% equity, but when you hit 20% equity, you can ask your lender to remove it for you. So you do not need to refinance to remove mortgage insurance. Um, there's no point in taking on all the extra cost of a refinance if if once you have 20% equity, you can call up your lender and say, hey, I'd like to remove mortgage insurance. As long as you've been paying your bills on time, then likely they'll be able to remove that for you. Uh, what is your crystal ball saying for the housing market in 2022? Um, such a good question. I don't have a crystal ball and I'm just a random guy on the internet. So take that for whatever it is. My personal opinion is I think we're gonna continue to see homes appreciate. Every reputable data source that I've seen would suggest that homes are going to appreciate. Not at the same level that we had this past year, um, but likely still probably around the three to 6% range, which is a lot better than the 12% that we saw. Um, I also don't see us having, I imagine there's probably gonna be a slowing down, um, but I don't see a decline happening from the data that I've seen unless there's this big economic change that we haven't seen yet. Um, with the amount of inflation that's happening and with what the Fed has been talking about of tapering back purchasing mortgage-backed securities, likely interest rates are going to increase in 2022. Um, how much? Who knows? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if we were hovering around four-ish percent uh, near the end of 2022. It'll be interesting to see, but um, that likely should also help decelerate the growth of home prices as well. So it's going to be interesting to, to see. Um, uh, okay, I think I did answer this a little bit earlier, Eric. We're loving the stash. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, one of the scary things about um, YouTube is like, so, so I used to wear glasses a lot. And then I got LASIK and then like, uh, I, I told people and then everyone was like, I hate, I hate that you don't wear glasses. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's like, since everything is just exposed online, I was like, am I really going to go on a video with a, uh, with a mustache and explore it here? Um, here we are. So I appreciate the support. Um, okay. I'm going to hop into questions here in just a second. And I promise I'm going to go, I'm going to go a little bit quicker through some of these. Cause I see there are a lot here. Um, a lot of you waiting for answers and I will get to you here in just a second. I did want to share with you um, in the da -da, in the description, I have a link to this calculator that I just finished. So um, if you've ever heard me talk about a max purchase price calculator, why is my computer fighting with me right now? Get out of here. Um, so 
it is this. What it allows you to do is you can put in some really quick information and it's gonna tell you your estimated max purchase price along with the mortgage payment, your down payment and closing costs. Basically give you those numbers up front because that's one of the biggest questions people have when they're buying a home is like, how much can I qualify for? Can I qualify for like 200,000 or like 500,000? Like give me a ballpark. And that's what this does without you having to talk to a loan officer. And it uses the same formula as lenders do. And so it's gonna give you this very quick answer it's also gonna show you and help explain how loan officers qualify you for mortgages and uh, the different amounts they can qualify you for. Um, it's gonna go through and talk about other costs that are associated with buying a house, like utilities and maintenance, and help you estimate those so you can see a total um, of what you'd be expecting to budget. It's gonna walk you through things like down payment, closing costs, what those might look for, like for you, and even help you understand how your offer is going to change per $10,000. So when you're writing offers, you'll very quickly see how, okay, if I add $10,000 to my purchase price, how much is that gonna change my monthly payment? In this case, $10,000 would equate to $62. Um, and give you some interesting things like, you know, maybe I'm making an offer and I want it to be 405, and you wanna see what that payment would look like. Um, it's gonna break that down for you, walk you through all of the math that lenders use. Um, and even show you like different uh, popular theories like Dave Ramsey, what would he say that you qualify a mortgage for? It's gonna do all this math for you along with a quick FAQ. So that is in the description if you'd like to check that out. Um, and that might help you get started in the process. Okay, let me, let me turn on slight real quick. It's getting a little dark. Gyanian, Gyanian goddess, welcome, hello. Um, can my equity pay off my mortgage? If so, do I cash out or refinance? Um, so there's this thing called, what do they call it? Velocity banking or something like that, where you can use a home equity line of credit to pay off a mortgage. I'm not really clear on all the details of it. It's something you might be able to look into. I don't necessarily recommend it. I'm like neutral on it. So um, maybe explore that, but you can't pull cash out of your home and then put it back in like it doesn't, it wouldn't do anything. It's like if you had a bank account with $10,000 in it and you pulled out five and then put five back in, you still are gonna have $10,000. Um, and then you also have to pay closing costs on top of refinance. Uh, I do like all your videos. I've taken notes and binge watched them all over the last year. I really appreciate that. Um, so thank you. Is now a good time to buy? I think the best time to buy is if you are ready, you're financially ready, you understand what it's like to own a home or what it's going to be like to own a home. You understand what your budget is monthly along with the upfront costs and you're comfortable with that. And if you have a home that you, if you have a, a need to move into a home or like you want to upgrade a home that you're in, I think sure. Um, if you're, I don't think you have to try to time the market, right? Unless you're trying to be an investor, then there's a different conversation. If you're just buying a home to live in, um, then I think as long as your time horizon for living in the home is three to five years, you should be okay to weather whatever the market does. If you are, actually I'm gonna extend that to five to seven years. If you're looking to, to move within three to five years though, then it might be, uh, you might wanna explore renting for that time period um, because the cost of buying a home can be significant upfront and you wanna make sure that the home value increases over a longer period of time. So I hope that made sense. Uh, my home loan just funded today. Congratulations. What are the final steps before getting the keys? Um, well, if it already funded, then it sounds like you went through the closing process. 
Um, getting the keys will then depend on the occupancy details of your contract. So you, if you reread your contract, it should actually tell you when occupancy is exchanged, and that's when you should get the keys uh, to your home. Erica, thank you for the information. You are welcome. Thank you for being here. Is the first-time buying process uh, different when you buy land? Are you eligible to receive assistance from the state? Um, I am not super familiar about purchasing land. I've never done a deal with just land. It's a little bit different on the mortgage side. Um, so unfortunately, I don't think I could have any uh, <laughs> helpful insight um, there. Uh, we are looking for 150 to 170 approved USDA. We're seeking bank-owned homes and not looking to deal with USDA loans. We're seeking bank-owned homes. Uh, is that common and should we look for other types of loans? We have, I'm guessing, limited down payment. Um, it sounds like you're concerned maybe about the, the condition of the property that maybe USDA won't qualify you for. Um, if that's the case, you may look into something like an FHA 203K. It's 3.5% down and it's a rehab loan, so we'll actually fund the rehab costs there. But all government loans are pretty close in the way that they uh, look at appraisals standards. So conventional usually is best for bank owned if it has issues uh, like broken glass, no flooring, things are ripped up. Uh, usually conventional is going to be best or a rehab loan there. Do you have any tips or concerns for an unmarried couple buying a house? Uh, maybe some couples therapy before <laughs> you go into that. Um, let me think through. The only issue there really is, you know, you're, you're, purchasing, you're making a huge decision together. Um, and marriage doesn't, doesn't by any means determine the, uh, how serious a relationship is or the commitment level of a relationship. Um, but since you're bringing up the question, there's no like, uh, super big concerns there from a qualification perspective, other than if you choose to, uh, not be together at some point, it's helpful to understand what is the, what are you wanting to do with, with the home? Also, how are you setting up the deed? So if one of you, uh, in the tragic event that one of you passes away, is there going to be survivorship in the deed? So that home title then gets passed on to some that person who also occupies the home. Um, it's really going to be up to you on how you want that to be handled um, and kind of the nature of your relationship there. I also, um, I missed a super chat. I'm so sorry. Uh, Montoya. Uh, oh, do do. Let's see if I can throw this up here. Did I miss two of these? I did. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Um, is there a way to buy a duplex with 20 to 25% down and have the rent cover the mortgage without using my DTI ratio? Also have very large reserves. Yes, you can do that with um, a portfolio loan. Uh, think of a company, uh, a good option might be Angel Oak or... Um, I don't know if HomePoint Financial does this, but that could be an option. So you can do a portfolio loan. Do expect that you will run into a higher interest rate. Um, so this is a loan using something called a DSCR, a debt service coverage ratio. And basically they will not look at your debt to income ratio. What they will, and they won't look at your income either. What they'll look at is what the mortgage payment is going to be. And usually there's, there's a percentage of rent um, as well. So it's usually like uh, maybe one, 120% of your mortgage payment needs to be rent. And that's what they're going to use as debt to income ratio um, instead of actually looking at your personal finances. Usually with portfolio loans, you can also close those in an LLC. 
which is really nice. Um, whereas like a normal mortgage, you can't do that. Um, can you please talk a little about, about repurchasing with a VA and how far, um, hmm, by repurchasing, do you mean just getting a new, like getting an, another home with a VA loan? Um, cause if that's so, how far would I have to move, uh, to, 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 to get a new home through VA? Um, so it really is all going to depend on the usage. Um, VA has... A, a couple of rules for owning two, uh, having two VA loans at the same time. Um, two VA loans. What I'm gonna recommend is, I know I have a video on this. Where is it? Uh, da, 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 da. Maybe I don't have a video on it. What I would recommend is uh, Emmett Dempsey is a friend of mine. I would watch his video on it. And that's going to help clarify um, what the requirements are because I cannot remember them exactly off the top of my head. I'd have to jump into some guidelines to find that for you. Um, and there's one more super chat I missed. Oh, <laughs> it's from my brother. I need some license plates that say Zaddy. I definitely think that's what I need. Um, okay, let me jump back to my place here. There it is. Have you bought a house yet? No. So um, I changed the uh, my income from 1099 to uh, I'm just fully self-employed, and then also then switched from an LLC to being taxed as an S corp. So now functioning as a W two employee. Uh, so my tax situation is all very strange right now. But um, I need to wait another year to be able to qualify for a mortgage because I changed my income type to being self-employed compared to I was uh, W-2. So that is why I have not purchased is I can't qualify for a home. And I'm sure there's probably a lot of people who are like, oh, I can't qualify either. And I'm working on the steps. Hey, me too. Um, and so that's perfectly okay if you're at that spot. Um, this is a good time for a nurse that works nights. Awesome. Um, Wait, so are you watching this while you're working? <laughs> uh, I'm sure that there's probably a good amount of downtime as well. Um, the stash looks good. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, pros or cons of working with NACA? I actually have a uh, NACA realtor that should be reaching back out with me, out to me, and I'm planning on making a NACA video because I know that question comes up a lot, and I want to make a very detailed video because it can be difficult to find all the details of that program. Um, so hopefully that will come soon. Um, mm, mm, mm. I'm 56. I've been living in my parents' house for a while. There are reasons I will get the house. How do I get a mortgage? I'm disabled. Um, really? So I would just start watching the videos on my channel. If you go to my website, whenthehouseyoulove.com, scroll to the bottom. I have a timeline of buying a home. Um, but starting to get acquainted with the process is going to be best. I also have, uh, if you Search on YouTube step-by-step step, when the house you love. I have a 50-minute video that walks you through step-by-step step of buying a home, and that's gonna be a really great place for you to start. Um, Kevin, I did a... Okay, Taylor. In my area, townhomes are much nicer and a lot of new options in my 200 to 225 price range, but when you factor HOA fees, we don't qualify any longer. Um, 
oh, that's a bummer. How much are the HOA fees? Uh, I know in townhome, I mean, it just depends on the area, but um, yeah, that's that's a big that's a big bummer. Um, I'm not sure if there's a question in here that can help, but really, if you can't qualify with the HOA fees, there's not really a good way around that, unfortunately. Um, and it may be interesting to uh, maybe look outside of that specific area and see if maybe there are townhomes that don't have such a high HOA fee. I know it's sometimes hard. There's a lot of areas that just, you know, for instance, if you buy a, a, uh, a townhome here in downtown Dayton, they're gorgeous. They have super high HOA fees and looking anywhere else, they're not gorgeous, but they have low HOA fees. Um, so I know that's tough. Do you have any recommendations on first time homebuyer grants or loans and would recommend using them or just go straight for a conventional loan? I think the, the usually the best long-term cost saving option is a conventional loan. If you don't have the funds upfront, FHA or with a down payment assistance program could be an option. Really the best way to find these is to talk to local lenders. Your best bet is going to be probably going with a credit union and exploring what kind of grants and down payment assistance options are available. You can also find your county's local um, housing finance agency and um, ask them what kind of programs they have as well. Um, okay, Taylor, you said HOA fee average. Uh, there are no averages, really. Uh, HOA fees are all over the place depending on what type of amenities they provide um, and what's all included, how big the association is. and um, So it really just depends. I've seen HOA fees as low as $5 a month and as high as, uh, I mean, they can go kind of up to the sky. You know? I've seen... Shoot, the highest I've seen is probably around $500 a month in HOA, um, but you're also talking about a pretty expensive home when you're getting to that price. Hassan, you just woke up. These don't start working till 11 p.m. Man, that's tough. That's a real, I don't know that I could do that. I'd be miserable all day. <laughs> Are there any costs or fees that no one ever talks about and I need to look out for? I'm buying a home in a few months and I really don't want to be surprised. Getting a loan estimate is going to be the best way to see all those costs up front. And actually getting uh, either a loan estimate or multiple quotes from different lenders to start seeing uh, kind of an average of costs that they estimate. Usually what's not going to be included on that quote is a home inspection. Um, and I would highly recommend you get a home inspection just to make sure, like, I... I I'm not super handy. I can go look up something on YouTube on how to fix something if I need to, but usually if there's an issue with a home, like I'm gonna call somebody because that's not my skill set. And so I would want somebody who is going to inspect the home and make sure it has it's in good working order or I'm aware of the problems that it has before I purchase the home. So with an inspection, I would estimate, I would budget for somewhere around $500. Um, and so usually a lot of people don't anticipate that cost because it's not included in the quotes that you get from lenders. So I'd definitely watch out for that. What type of home improvements can you write off? I'm not sure. That might be a better question for an accountant. Um, but that's a really great question. If you do find the answer, I would love, I would love to know it. Um, to do, have you heard of homestead tax exemption? If so, can you explain? I'm a little bit confused if I can apply on a new build house. Homestead is different in different states, I found out. So here in Ohio, the homestead exemption is actually if you're 65 
or older, you get a tax credit. And for others, there's a homestead tax credit, I believe, if you're buying as a primary residence. I, I'm not super familiar with other states. I'm more familiar with Ohio. Um, but what I would search, go on Google and type in your state, so Arizona, homestead tax exemption, and see what details your, your state should detail um, what you qualify for and how that works specifically in your state. Um, yeah, and my brother said, uh, so as far as like other costs, like furniture, curtains, plates, cups, washer, dryer, um, if not in contract, can add up really quick too as like some of those other costs of purchasing a home. Yeah, which is a great point. Like there, there's the cost of the transaction of actually buying a home, getting a mortgage. But then there's also going to be a lot of costs just associated with moving, okay? Like okay, you're probably going to need to like rent a truck or a U-Haul or however you're managing moving or you're hiring movers, that's a huge factor of cost. But then also just moving in, there's going to be a lot of expenses um, just in making it feel more like home or purchasing things that you need to, getting a paint, um, all that kinds of stuff. Would you say 2.3.75 locked is uh, a good rate? Um, the best way to check rates is to go to the CFPB loan, <laughs> CFPB rate checker. Um, so what you can do, do I still have that on my website? Yes. So if you go to winthouseyoulove.com, hey, that's me. Uh, click rate checker. And this is a tool you can put in your state, your price, and it will tell you what the average interest rate is for your area and situation. Awesome tool. So I think it's gonna be really helpful for you. Um, hey, my parents got the lien off their house. You are literally the reason it happened. Awesome, uh, the advice you gave me worked. We contacted a lawyer and they were able to reduce the 800,000 lien to 50. Ooh, that's nice. Great work. You know, I would love to say I remember. <laughs> I feel like I vaguely remember this, um, but I am, I'm super glad it was helpful and uh, that it wasn't bad advice. I do like not giving bad advice. So I'm super glad it was helpful. Um, and uh, I'm trying to remember the exact details of that. It's like right, it's like right here. I can't remember it fully though. Um, <laughs> I've been gone a while with that mustache. Yes, we're, we're rocking, we're rolling with the mustache. You know what? I'm gonna do something that's, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna risk my own my own, uh, what's the right word here? Let's do a poll. Mustache, yes, no. <laughs> Wait, did it come up? Why did it not come up in the chat? What the heck? Oh, there it is. Okay, I see it. Unpin message. So, okay, there's the poll. So if you crush my my little my little ego i'm gonna be devastated if you if everyone says no <laughs> oh man um if your credit is under 640 you're better off waiting a year than getting up and having a high interest rate you know i i feel both ways about this usually i would agree yes um the only thing that that has me thinking a little bit differently is like okay let's if we went back in the past a year ago um, if we could have saw into the future of how much appreciation would have changed that 12% growth just in one year, I probably would have recommended somebody get a loan, then work on their credit score and then refinance into a cheaper loan in the future. Um, because 
by waiting a year, they missed out on a lot of that appreciation. At the same time, we don't know what appreciation looks like in the future. And so it's this really difficult thing to try to say what is the definitively right answer. Um, yeah, I don't have a good answer there. But it's made, the crazy price growth that we've seen in the past 12 months has made me kind of reconsider things a little bit. <laughs> Javier, you said, can you help me decipher this? A client sent to me, Barry underwrite it. Wait, I feel like if I read this out loud, it's it's going to be me saying something. Is that a trick? I'm not going to read it out loud. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to see if it's like you're trying to say, you're trying to make me say something. Oh, okay. I get it. <laughs> you're... <laughs> Oh, you're, I don't even know, man. Javier, what are you trying to say, huh? Thank you, Angelica, for getting it for me. Um, Sweet PB100, can I use gift funds from my kid's grandfather? Is he considered family? His son and I are not married, and he will not be on uh, his son and I. His son son and I are not married and will be hmm that's a tough one if if uh, he was on the loan yes since he's not on the loan check with your loan officer before you do this but it's it's the the problem is the guidelines can be really tough to try to go in the gray area you probably would be able to have the grandfather give a gift to him and then him gift you that um the hard part is then you have to prove the seriousness of that relationship since you're not married and unfortunately the guidelines are not super flexible in that talk with your loan officer about it first usually um Underwriters don't care about the source of funds from the donor as long as they're not borrowed. Um, that's the one I'd have to spend a little bit more time on because it's a little bit tricky. Because um, I'm trying to think kid's grandfather. Hmm... Yeah, I don't, that's going to be a really tough one to do, I think. Can you use funds from a settlement as a source of income to purchase a home? Um, if it's from a settlement, like if you're getting regular payouts, uh, that's the only way you can use it as a source of income if it's going to continue for the next three years. Um, if it's a lump sum settlement, it cannot be used as income, but it can be used as an asset. So like your down payment and closing costs. And then Taylor said, yeah, that's what my lender said. Gift the one not on the loan. Um, you guys have kids, so it's a pretty secure relationship. Uh, yep. Um, 
We want to move states. We've never bought a house before and are at the absolute beginning stages. How does changing jobs from state to state affect getting a mortgage? Well, the interesting thing about COVID is a lot of lenders are a lot more, a lot more lax on remote work requirements. So if you work remotely, moving states is actually not that big of a deal. As long as your HR manager can actually write you a letter that says uh, working remotely, moving states is not going to impact the work that they do because they work remotely. Um, other than that, uh, usually if you talk to your lender about seeing if they allow you to close on a home before uh, you start working through an offer letter, not all lenders are doing this yet, um, but that's the thing you used to be able to do pre-COVID <laughs> uh, and post-COVID is a lot more difficult, so not every lender is doing that. Um, but worst case scenario, if it's in the same line of work, then being able to have usually at least one pay stub, um, usually sometimes you can get away with, but a lot of lenders will also want one month worth of work before uh, they will let you close on the loan. So short answer is if you're remote work, it's super easy. If it's not remote work, then that's where it can get a little bit difficult. Um, what I would consider too is if you are moving state to state, if you're unfamiliar with the area, like I would consider renting the first year because you want to get acclimated to what neighborhoods do you actually want to live in instead of making a huge decision right off the bat and you're not familiar actually with the local area as much. That's my personal opinion. Um, but you decide what works best for you. <sighs> oh my gosh. Javier, a little, little troll over there. Um, I'm never going to be able to read anything that you comment anymore without having to like say it out loud in my head. Um, okay, I kind of answered this a little bit, but how soon can you apply for a mortgage? Um, really, you can you can apply as soon as you'd like to. Just explain the process, the your situation to the loan officer, um, and they can help you help uh, guide you through that process. But usually. Uh, like if you apply now and let's say you just started working, um, by the time you close, you should probably have around a month's worth of income. And as long as your pay right now is consistent with what you've been earning, then they should be able to use that. Um, so it really depends. Cause it's like, I know what the guidelines say, but not every lender follows the guidelines. Some are more strict. So guidelines would normally be around two weeks worth of work, one pay stub, However, some lenders will want to see one full month to see consistency of income. Um, are you pretty much guaranteed financing with FHA as long as you have 20% down? No. Uh, so the getting approved for any loan requires actually like around a thousand data points um, to get approved. It's not just based off of your down payment. How long of a job history do you need to have a house? Um, two years is what most loans want to see. It does not have to be at one specific job. Do you like that song? Wow, we're pretty split in mustache world. Pretty split, 56 to 44, with the yeses getting a slight lead. Incredible, we're so split on this. I was hoping we would have like 100% yes, but man, what's the reservation? What's holding you back? 
I work as a loan officer in LA and was wondering what strategies would be effective to build relationships with the realtors and how to build a client base. Um, great question. Super tough to do because realtors can be tough to work with. Um, what, honestly, what I started doing is I started doing video a lot, which is kind of what grew into this YouTube channel, but I did tons of personalized videos. So uh, at that time I used BombBomb, Bomb, but I would use Loom now. But like I would just start to be kind of known as like the guy who did videos and it was very helpful for my clients. And I would send videos to realtors and everything like that. And they just uh, ended up trusting me a lot more through the process because I explained things a lot more clearly and I was much more available through that. So um, that's what I would do. It kind of, I kind of get to this point in the in the stream where I'm like so overwhelmed with uh, <laughs> with questions. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so behind on answering, and I'm trying to stay up, and I can't keep up. Um, don't be mad at me, please. The mustache, though. Are you? Uh, the real question is, did you shave it? Because so this is my brother. For those of you who don't know, he has a YouTube channel too, and um, he's also a realtor. And he did have a mustache yesterday. Is it still there? Still there? Gotta be mustache boys. And uh, I don't think his wife's like likes the mustache very much. Which, if you're watching this, Kayla, you're wrong. Um, should I not finance a new vehicle? Uh, you mean to buy a house? Um, if if talk to a loan officer before you're gonna make any big decisions. See what you can qualify for. Say, hey, what would happen if I bought a home, uh, bought a car? They can factor that in to see how much that would change, how much you're approved for, and also um, help you if they have credit simulating software, which most lenders do, they should be able to put in a new auto loan for however much it is, and then project what your credit score change will be. Um, love all your videos. They've helped me out tremendously. Uh, are there any first-time homebuyer grants you'd recommend for 2022? Well, thank you for watching. Um, no grants specifically. However, there is a website that... Um, Let's see, down payments. What is this website called? Shoot. I cannot remember it from the top of my head. There's a website that allows you to search down payments. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Down payments. Search. I was planning to make a video. There, there it is. This website called Down Payment Resource. And what you can do, nope, you can enter in some quick info. Um, let's see, uh, I don't know, Dayton? Uh, sure, why not? Um, ba -ba -ba. Fill in some of your details. I don't wanna put in my email right now, um, but after this it will show you a list of down payment options. Um, and so 
that could be a way that you explore down payment assistance programs as well. <laughs> Third option, trying a full beard. I can't. So I can like, I can, this kind of grows under here, kind of grows nothing here. Like it's kind of this like chin strappy thing, which doesn't look good, but everything else doesn't come in. <sighs> it's a real, real bummer. So yeah, I wish. I wish I could grow this full luscious beard and just throw it in everyone's face, but it's not an option. Is it feasible to get a tiny house in Ohio? Can you get a loan and insurance for them? I don't know how tiny home loans work. I believe it's technically a vehicle. Uh, so you wouldn't get a traditional mortgage on it. Um, it's probably going to be very similar to like a chattel loan, which you would get on a mobile home is what I imagine. What did you talk about in the videos? I also study media and finance at school and keep making videos. Oh, um, so the videos that I would send like videos that I send to clients, uh, on like, if I do a pre-approval, I'll, s I'll send them like a walkthrough of their pre-approval. Here's how much you're approved for on this type of loan, do a loan comparison when they get a loan estimate. Uh, I would just walk through it line by line over video. Uh, if I talk to a realtor, it's anything from like, hey, it was great talking with you. Let me know if you, know, you want to set up a meeting or whatever um, to like, hey, here's new products. Here's uh, tips to help your clients get approved. Here's, you know, whatever. Um, anything that you have a phone call for, just do a video for. And um, I found works really well and it allows you to do a lot and scale them pretty quick. Uh, and everyone else is afraid to do video, so... Tony Chappelle, good to see you, my man. Um, can you do a conventional loan? You can do a conventional loan on a multifamily as a primary residence or an investment property, but it cannot be 3% down. 15% is the minimum on a multifamily two unit, no matter if you're living in there or not. Are there any fees that you would recommend pushing to have your lender cover? Um, I don't. It's usually not a thing. There's usually not like negotiating fees with a lender in that sense of like, hey, you need to cover my whatever fee. Um, really, if lenders are going to give you money back to cover anything, it's through a lender credit. And usually that's by increasing the interest rate to receive a credit back from the lender. I've started the process of buying my first home. Price range is 600 to 650. What would be an ideal down payment? Well, the minimum for first time buyers on conventional is 3% down. On FHA is 3.5% down. On VA and USDA, it's 0% down. Um, then when we go through the idea of ideal, then becomes what works best for you. On a conventional loan, you're gonna be at a better interest rate doing 5% down than 3% down. And then from there, I'd talk to your loan officer and say, hey, can you give me quotes for 5% down, 10% down, 15, 20? see what that does to the interest rate. And uh, if you have the flexibility in your budget for a higher down payment, I would then choose the one that has the lowest interest rate. So often what can happen is maybe 15% down has a lower interest rate than 20% down. So if you're wanting to put 20% down, what I would do is do 15% down, get the lower interest rate, put the other 5% down on the first payment, and then your mortgage insurance should be able to fall off. Usually uh, there's a minimum of like three to 12 months um, but you secured a lower interest rate, still did 20% down and remo removed mortgage insurance is what I would do in that situation if you had the cash to do so.
Mm -hmm. Average cost to refinance. Um, it's really going to depend on your loan size, but I would anticipate. Hmm. It depends if you're doing it with escrow or not, but just straight costs, not including like taxes, I would say you're probably looking at maybe three grand. Smoking out the window. I want to put that version out for you. It's going to be just like that. Um. <laughs> oh no, I'm late. This reminded me of the, uh, oh no, our table, it's broken. It's been following me around all over the internet and I, I can't get, can't get rid of it. <clears throat> also, can you develop allergies? I'm pretty sure I've been developing this cough. It's not COVID. I haven't had COVID yet. And I'm not, I don't have any other symptoms, but like for weeks, I've just had this like intermittent cough that I can't get rid of and I don't know what to do. Um, Mango Media, is it true that you have a 45 window to get credit pulled? Yes. You can get your credit, you can get your credit pulled an unlimited amount of times within 45 days with mortgage inquiries and it will not impact your score every single time it gets pulled. It says so on the CFPB website. What do you think of using a 401k to help supplement cash for purchases now? How is that viewed? Um, on a mortgage loan, it's, it's really common on a mortgage and that payment of the loan will not count against your debt to income ratio because a 401k technically is not a debt um, when you get that loan on it. I uh, have large commission coming in February, but single family home today with cash. I think it's a great strategy, especially since you know you have that money coming in. I would just personally plan on choosing to um, uh, pay off the 401k loan when you do get that commission coming in and uh, congrats on a nice commission coming in environmental allergies check my air vents oh no that doesn't sound good I definitely don't want I don't want environmental allergies smoking out the wind stuck in my head gosh I need to get it out how hard is it to get a 97% loan? So 3% down uh, on conventional? It's not hard. Uh, as long as you have like a decent credit score and a good debt to income ratio, uh, it's really not terrible. Awesome mic and lecture voice. <laughs> Thanks. It's it's the power of the mustache. That's what that is. So I need I need some more of those yeses to come in. 54% is not, uh, is not great. <laughs> Those aren't great numbers. I mean, we're a little bit more the majority, but I mean, come on. Let's. I was hoping for like a seventy percent somewhere around there, but oh, tough. At least it's not the other way around. I was kind of scared for a moment that it was just going to be like hundred percent no. Like, all right, um, Juan, I got a home this year because of you. Thank you. Well, I really appreciate it. I'm glad the videos have helped, but um. At the same time, you got a home because of you. You put in tons of work, you watched videos, you did your research, right? And so that is something I would be extremely proud of. Um, so I'm glad to be some a guide along that journey for you, but um, give yourself tons of credit too because it's not easy to buy a home. There's a lot of moving parts and uh, you put in a ton of work in there. So congratulations on your new home. Um, can I ask my mortgage 
uh, lender to lower a rate or do I have to refinance? Um, if you already closed on the home, so if you're already in the home and you have a mortgage and it's a fixed rate, it will never lower uh, unless you refinance. Um, if it's an adjustable rate, it will only lower if uh, market interest rates lower. Um, if you have not closed on the loan yet and you want to lower your interest rate, you can ask your lender for options. So there's a rate table. So even though lenders might give you just one rate option, there's a, you actually can select whatever interest rate you want. It just has different costs associated with it. So 3% interest rate, let's say it's $0 in cost. Okay, well, you can actually go to 2.75 and maybe you pay upfront costs. Those are called points. Think of it like prepaid interest. So maybe to lower your interest rate, let's say it theoretically costs you $3,000. You can go the opposite way. You can also go to, let's say, a 3.25 and receive a lender credit to help offset closing costs. Um, so that is that's what I would do there. James Hicks, I love Loom. Man, I love Loom too. I'm a huge fan. Um, and you know what's great is it has this, uh, wait, let's see if this comes up. This little confetti thing. Oh, it doesn't pop up on the, dang it. <laughs> okay. Well, apparently it doesn't pop up on the stream, but it does that little confetti. It's, it's fun. Um, Have you seen the same thing? Is everything approved after a mortgage commitment? Um, so mortgage commitment, uh, it depends. So like the lenders that I work with usually don't use that language of a mortgage commitment, um, but it depends if they're referring to a conditional approval or a clear to close. Um, so at a conditional approval, you still need documents likely to send into the mortgage lender. A clear to close is when everything is finalized uh, with the mortgage, usually commitment is talking about a conditional approval, um, which usually means everything looks good. There just might be a few things they need to clean up. So maybe getting an appraisal, title report, insurance usually are common. Maybe they need a, co a couple other additional documents from you. What's included in a debt to income ratio? Um, I actually have, and I know I talked about this a little bit earlier. Um, so in the description, if you'd like, I have a link to this. Let me move this out of the way. Um, I have this calculator called Max Purchase Price Calculator, but basically you put in your information and it's gonna give you a recommendation on your maximum purchase price. It's gonna use the same uh, formula as loan officers use. So you don't have to go through the hassle of talking to a loan officer just to get a ballpark idea of what you could get approved for. And then through it, there's a lot in here, but um, it'll actually walk you through how lenders approve you for a mortgage. And so, it will explain right here how do lenders look at your debt to income and walk you through the math that they do based on the information that you put in. Um, that way you don't have to do it yourself. Um, and so that might be helpful for you to take a look at if you are interested. Um, if I went through underwriting for FHA, can I switch to conventional? If you, if you, are, if you can be approved for conventional, um, yeah, it's something you could explore. Uh, you'll have to get another appraisal done if you've already had an FHA one done because you'll need a conventional appraisal. 
Should I wait for the housing market to crash to buy a home? Uh, I guess that's up to you. I personally don't see a housing market crash happening. Um, don't really see a lot of data to support that, but the future is not in my hands, nor in my knowledge. So. I was told you need a 680 or better for a 50% debt to income ratio. Is that correct? Um, if you need to go all the way up to a 50% debt to income ratio, um, that's only allowed on an FHA loan. Conventional only goes up to 49.99. Um, but for 680, it so the underwriting software, like they, they don't spell it out that clearly. Uh, but usually to go all the way up to 50%, you usually need a higher credit score. So 680 could work, but there's not like a chart that tells that the underwriting software tells us like 680 will go up to this. It doesn't really work that way because it changes on a week by week basis. So in my experience, um, you know, somebody with like a mid 600 credit score probably isn't going to get approved up to a 49% debt to income ratio. Somebody with closer to a 700 credit score likely will get approved up to that kind of uh, this income ratio. Oh no, it's getting to that point where my mouth is getting dry because I've been talking for an hour. <laughs> uh, can you originate loans in Indiana? I have an Ohio license, but um, I have a link in the description that I can connect you. I have a network of loan officers in the, uh, in the US that can be helpful if you'd like. Um, how does rent to own work? So, um, rent to own is, they can all look different and have different terms, but effectively you're renting the home. You will have no, most of the time we'll have no ownership at that time. So rent, and then usually it's with the option of purchasing after a period of time. So maybe it's rent to own for three years. So you rent it for three and maybe you're given the option to purchase the home at the end of three years. Um, some rent to owns will give you a credit towards the purchase and this can look different. Some, sometimes I see where it's like they take a portion of your rental payment and then collect that as almost like a, think of it kind of like a down payment, um, or a principal. Sometimes it's just like a lump sum at the end of the period They're They all look different. Um, but this is a type of, uh, seller financing most often. Um, great question. Is it smart to fully pay the house if you have the money? Um, this one is something that I think can be a, uh, a personal choice. Um, but in my opinion, like, okay, so, uh, if you have an index fund, an index fund just tracks a stock index. So for instance, the S and P 500, you have 500 of some of the nation's largest companies uh, all kind of bundled together in one stock, okay? Over the past year, that's increased by 25%, right? So um, if you put in $10,000, you now have $12,500. Doing that math right? <laughs> so I'm doing that math right, yeah, okay. Um, so if you paid a house all in cash, you do lose out on the opportunity to have that cash go towards an investment. 
something like that 25% return. Now we're probably not gonna see that every year, right? Because historically we haven't seen that, but historically we have seen closer to seven to 10% growth on things like an index fund. And so if an interest rate is gonna be 3%, but you're earning 10% on that money, you're actually getting a net gain of 7% on that money. So it can be a personal choice. Some people just really like to have their mortgage paid off because that can be, that's really nice to not have that payment. However, from a purely financial perspective, it probably is better to um, put that money into investments rather than paying off all the mortgage. Um, my website is whenthehouseyoulove.com. Okay, let me go back up here. Um, are you seeing buyers wave appraisal inspection, other contingencies? What are other tactics being used to get an offer? Um, another one in here. Uh, so when you say wave appraisal, I, I see people keep saying this and I think it's being used incorrectly um, because buyers are not, buyers using financing cannot wave an appraisal. It's not a thing. The lender, if you're using financing, will require an appraisal of some kind. Um, either it's an automated appraisal or it's an actual appraisal happening. Either way, the lender has to verify the value of the home. What's happening is there's an appraisal gap put in there. So they're basically saying if, the, if, if it appraises under value, you're willing to come up with a certain amount of money. So if the home is 300,000 and you put a $10,000 appraisal waiver gap, you're basically saying if it appraises at 290, we'll pay 10 grand in cash to the seller to make up for the difference. Um, so a little nitpicky, but, um, I just want to make sure that that's clear that like the appraisal still has to happen or there has to be an appraisal waiver, um, on the loan itself, not on the contract. The contract does not get to dictate the lender's risk level that they take. Um, other than that though, um, sometimes earnest money can help sway an offer. How much earnest money is being put down, um, seller concessions, but other than that and price, you have a most of them covered in there of kind of some of the tactics um, in there. And uh, other than that, yeah. Um, do, 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 do. And just a heads up, we're just going to like keep this politics free. There's no need for us to get into politics here. What a big swig of water. If I'm in timeout, <laughs> Alan, you've been a, a bad boy. Girl? I don't know. I'll just assume. Um, while saving and budgeting and taking a mental break from the process, am I allowed to still watch your live streams of videos? What about Javier's videos? Um, great question. So yeah, I uh, if you watch like a few videos, often I will suggest taking a break from the whole buying process. If you're in the spot where like, sometimes you're, I think there's this thought that like, I either have to be buying home or not buying home. I'm either in the market or I'm out of the market. And that's not really the case. Um, if you have the ability to, and let's say you've been putting in home offers or you're just at the point where you're stressed and overwhelmed, it is perfectly fine to take a short break. It doesn't have to be like 
I gave up. I threw in the towel. I'm not doing home buying anymore. It can just be like, you know what? I'm going to take a week break. I'm going to take three days of a break. I'm going to take two weeks of a break, whatever you need. But if we're constantly in this cycle where we're just allowing ourselves to be consumed by the thing that we're doing, that's going to lead to really bad decisions because you're already getting more and more mentally and emotionally taxed as you go through the process. And you don't want that to keep happening. And then you make bad decisions because you're feeling taxed mentally and emotionally. And so usually when you can take a little bit of a rest and a break, um, you are going to be have a lot more, a lot easier decisions. And right now somebody's going through the hallway yelling and seeing if anybody's here in the office, which is a little distracting, which they should just, they should walk around and just check like an adult. Um, uh, I lost my train of thought here. But yes, okay, so if you're taking a break, what I would suggest you do is try to shut off everything, okay? Um, so don't watch my videos, don't watch real estate videos uh, if you're taking that break. Um, delete your home buying apps, and even just if it's for a weekend, like a three-day weekend, give your, your lender and realtor a heads up, shoot them a text. Hey, I'm just gonna like take a quick break for three days. I promise I'll text you back Monday. That's it. And then take a break from everything that way you can rest a little bit, do things that you enjoy, do things that help you feel more, more fulfilled. And then when you go back into the process, you'll have a lot more wisdom, you'll make better decisions, and hopefully feel like you have more energy to kind of withstand the patience that's needed to be able to buy a home right now. So that's my little rant. My little rant. Um, best down payment assistance in California. Uh, I would look into Cal HFA. I have never dealt with it because I'm not licensed in California, but um, I've heard a lot about it. I know it's a very common program there. Live million years more. Ooh, I don't know if I could do that. Um, any news about the new conforming loan limits? Um, not that I've seen yet. Conforming, we should be getting them very soon. I don't see them now. Nope. We don't have them a lot yet. Last year. So, okay. 2018. Oh, I can show you this. 2018, they were announced on the 28th of November. The next year, the 27th. The next year, the 26th. And this year, the 24th. Or this past year, the 24th. So, it's the 18th now. Probably going to be uh, a few more days until we get those conforming loan limits um, announced. Uh, here. Do, 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 do. Um, I will say though, with conforming loan limits, uh, there are quite a few lenders now who are allowing, uh, they're, they're allowing you to do a loan up to 625, um, basically anticipation for the increased loan limits. Um, I've seen a lot of people talking about them being raised to 650, but we don't actually have an official word on that yet from FHFA. Um, and I'm sure if I was smarter, I would be able to see what calculations they use and then be able to almost understand it with certainty. But um, uh, it's not my skill set <laughs> to understand all that data. Um, Noah, I have not been on in a while. I'll say, yeah, you. Uh, I haven't seen you in a bit, but um, just want to say Kyle is the man. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, I was walking blind going through, going into my first house hunt and you gave me a flashlight. Uh, loving my first home, your real one. Awesome. 
Well, I'm glad you have been uh, enjoying enjoying your home. Um, and I'm super glad to be able to help you through that process. Uh, do If I paid 3% down conventional and have mortgage insurance, how does the lender know when I've paid down enough to get the mortgage insurance removed? Well, you've been paying their your mortgage to them every single month. And so they track. They, they know what your balance is. Um, so that is how they know. Uh, so they know what your the value is. And they're basing the value off of when you purchased it. You can choose to get an appraisal done. So ask the lender to reappraise the home to see if that increased the value of your home. Otherwise, they're going to rely on the value from when you purchased it. Um, do you have a specific video on USD alone and new construction? I do not, but that's a very interesting topic that could be an interesting one to cover. Will home buyers increase in 2022? It's tough to say. I think we're kind of still in that spot where like there's still a ton of demand and not enough supply. Um, as far as that increasing, I don't know. I don't really know all the data around like would home buyers itself be increasing, but I definitely don't see the demand decreasing um, at the moment. Do you have warm coffee or tea with you right now? Um, I I love this sweater so much. Uh, it's like TV static. Um, and but I don't have a warm coffee or tea. I wish I did. I should. I have a nice little candle back here. But no, I have some, I have just room temperature water because I can't handle cold water. Uh, cold water is gross. If you drink cold water, you might be, you might, you might be a psychopath because cold water is awful. It's disgusting. Um, okay. I'm going to jump back up here. I know I've missed some questions. Um, Okay, big rogue. At what point do you have to show the bank that you have the down payment? Uh, what would you tell them or do if all I have is cold cash I've been saving? Um, earlier, the better. So a lender is going to need two months worth of bank statements. If you have cash, I'm sorry to tell you this now, but it is going to be near impossible for you to use that cash to close on a home. Okay, so here's what you can do. If you are planning on buying more than two months from now, you can put the cash in your account right now. The lender will only see two months. This is called seasoning. When you put in the money before the two month period, the funds get seasoned, that's what that's called. Um, I'm only saying it because that's the word, not like it's sketchy. It's called seasoned, it's perfectly legal to do. And then you can use that cash when you purchase a home because it's in a bank account and it's been seasoned for two months. However, if they look at your account over the past two months and they see a deposit and they say, where'd that money come from? And you say it's cash. There is no way for them to verify where that money came from. And it is near impossible to use that money to be able to buy a home. Unfortunately, not a great way around it. Um, so that's what I would look at doing. Other than that, you may explore getting a gift from somebody um, if you can't find another way to uh, get the down payment. Um, what is the Bank of America grant? I have a video on the Bank of America grant. It's actually a really interesting program. Um, so I do have that on the channel. Uh, it might be worth looking into. But both the down payment and closing cost grant only for specific areas though, and there is an income limit. 
Um, B. Bonaparte, what questions do I need to ask an insurance person about homeowner's insurance? Um, it's a great question that I would not be the best to cover that. I really want to bring on somebody who covers insurance um, because there's a lot about homeowner's insurance that I am not familiar with um, because we really only just deal with the quotes, not all the super details. Hold on. Let me, let me text somebody really quickly. They said I need to call them ASAP. Okay. Let me see here. Okay. Okay. Is it okay to look for a realtor right before closing? Mm, so a realtor is really going to help you through the offer process most of the most of the time. When they get to closing, there's not a ton that they're helping you with. Um, so if you already have a, at the point where you don't have a realtor and you just want somebody to help you through the closing process, then probably it's better to, with an attorney um, because that's really what you'd be looking for protection at that point. But uh, if you don't have a realtor already, normally you're getting a realtor before you search for home because they're helping you make an offer and negotiate terms on a contract. Um, so that's what I would explore. And uh, yeah, you know, there's this interesting point of a live stream where like, I don't know what it is. It's like you get kind of an hour in and it's like, <laughs> I'm like spaced out. <laughs> I don't know if it's just like there's so much, uh, so much going on or just like, who knows? Um, you can develop allergies as you get older. I've developed seasonal allergies in the past few years. Yeah, I'm just so, like, I can't, I don't know what this, like, cough is. It's very annoying. Try some moonshine for the cough. Ooh, might be on to something there. Um, oh, okay, I have a question for everyone. Okay, so obviously there are, Lots of questions in here. Um, and I know there's still unanswered questions. Uh, so normally, I know what's kind of common on YouTube is like maybe doing a live stream once a week, maybe during the evening. And I'm trying to think of like what, what would work better for everyone live stream wise. And so I was thinking, what would it be like to do maybe a live stream like in the morning and do it like twice a week for 30 minutes? Something like that, like a morning, Maybe we can have morning tea together. That could be interesting. Or maybe we do like a lunch session and it's like 30 minutes around noon. Um, I don't know, just some ideas. Uh, for me, I just, I don't necessarily like doing a live stream at tagging it on the end of like the day or like having to go home and then come back at like nine to do a live stream because um, I'm on Eastern time. Um, so I don't know, just a thought. So. Would you be interested if I did like two live streams a week, but they were like shorter and more casual? Did like 30 minutes, something? I don't know. Something interesting to look at. <laughs> um, mm, 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 mm. Is SunWest Mortgage company good? I have not heard of SunWest Mortgage, but that doesn't mean they're bad. There's lots of mortgage companies I have not heard of. Um, but yeah, I just haven't heard of them. Um... Kelvin, hello. Is the pre-approval a hard credit check for home loans? Most of the time, it is a hard inquiry. 
will only change your score anywhere from zero to five points. So it's not gonna be this big tanking thing that destroys your credit. Um, David, you said at work during the morning, lunch might work for live streams. Susie, I do not do these often. Um, I, I mean, I used to do them once a week, um, but I haven't in the past couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, you know. Annabelle just answer the damn questions. No, this is my live stream. I appreciate your input, but I'm not a vending machine for the things that you want. Life is all about creating boundaries around the people who want to drain us of energy. So we choose to set boundaries on the people who do that to us. And you can do the same for yourself. Loans and lunch, said Linda. Uh, Miss Shadow Llama at work during the day. Totally get that. Can you listen during the day? Like, can you can you tune into stuff during the day while you work? Um, I know for me that would probably be a little too dis too distracting. Javier <laughs> said, uh, uh, "Let's see what there was up." Uh, answer my questions and don't talk about anything else. <laughs> yes. Did I miss somebody's? Uh, I, I think I might have, did I miss anybody's super chat? I thought I saw one come through earlier that I may have missed and it makes me feel really bad when I do. Um, no, I don't think I did. Chaos Doc 89. Um, will PMI drop off based on 80% of original loan or based on the current property appraise address? My property's gone up 10% in a year, but I still owe 85. Ooh, you're so close on the line. So what you can do, uh, it's gonna be based off of the original appraised value when you close on the home. Um, but what you can do is talk to the lender and ask them to have an appraisal done. Um, and this could look a couple different ways. They may choose to do something like a desktop appraisal where they actually do something, they look at the data on the computer. They may require somebody to come out to the home, um, but likely they'll probably just pull the data from the computer to update the address, the appraised price. And if their data correlates with that, that might be a really easy way for you to um, get mortgage insurance off a little bit quicker. And then what I would do, if, if you were able to get to that point where you removed mortgage insurance, I would try to, instead of taking that extra, whatever you were spending and using that as extra spending cash, is try to see what you can take. Like you were already making that payment. See if you can apply that to debt that you have right now or push that back into the mortgage. Because um, I know I know it's nice to have a little bit of extra spending cash when it's like, oh yeah, we got an extra $100 a month or whatever your mortgage insurance was. But since you were already used to paying it, if you can treat it like uh, this isn't extra money anymore, but it's now something I can use towards either paying off debt, paying off the mortgage, or going towards savings for something else, um, I think is the best way to kind of um, almost like trick ourselves into making a little, like some... Uh, better financial choices because I know it can be really easy when like we get a little bit extra cash and to be like, okay, now I'm going to go buy something with that because I'm speaking from my own experience because that's what I do. Don't tell anybody. Stop using, stop using inflections in your voice and just speak in one. No, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> 
uh, only keep some great words from Brando PC. Only keep people in your circle that bring you up. Kyle Duff, part of my circle. And Brando, you are part of our circle. Um, how do you feel about... People just yell. What is... Why do grown adults just yell? What is that? Um, <laughs> how do you feel about using your credit union as a lender? I think that can be a great option. Um, when you're applying for a loan, I suggest talking to three different types of lenders. Uh, talk with a mortgage broker, talk with a credit union, and then talk with a big bank or lender or big direct lender. So broker, uh, you can find one local to you, credit union local to you. Uh, and a big bank, think something like Chase, Quicken Loans, um, I'm blanking, Caliber Home Loans. My mind is blank. Fill in the blanks there. <laughs> um, leveraged Capital. Uh, that's a fun channel name. Do you make YouTube videos? Because that sounds like kind of an investing channel. My lease ends in June. When should I start the mortgage process to have a home by the time my lease ends? Great question. I think it would be good to start a relationship with a couple of different lenders now. You don't need to go through a full pre-approval process, but I'd ask them to take a look uh, and help give you a quote. And this is to help align expectations for you. So you know what you're going to be facing when you go through the process. Also to identify any issues that might be there right now. Because the last thing that you want to have happen is, um, you know, in May you start the process and then you're, they say, oh, there's actually this thing that, you, that needs to be worked on. And it might take a couple more months. And you're like, well, man, I'm in a tough spot. So I would maybe start the process lightly right now just to get an idea of, of the expectations. And then depending on your local market, you might want to go ahead and talk to a realtor and let them know and use that because there are a lot of people who are looking at buying homes and be interested. Like if, if you're in the home search process right now, like, can you let uh, leverage capital know, like how long have you been searching for a home? Because there are people have been searching for homes for months. Not everybody. It depends on the market that you're in, but there are people who have been searching for homes for months. And so it can be really difficult. So I would definitely want to make sure you can secure the money as early as possible. Again, you don't need to go through the full pre-approval thing, but just getting a better idea, seeing if there's any roadblocks in the way. And that way you can fix those if you need to and kind of get a jump early on the process in the home search if that's something that you need. Um, and then start kind of evaluating, okay, if I do end up finding a home that I like, would I be willing to pay that both that and the remainder of my lease if it means I get the home that I need, and if that's something that you can do. Um, because in this market, it's a seller's market, so they have control over the terms most of the time. So it can be difficult to line those up one-to-one -one. in the lease in June, immediately close on a home in June. That might work, but you're relying on a lot of things to line at the same time. And uh, I don't want you to have to feel like everything is down to the wire and a little bit stressed in that way. Um, Leo, how'd you get into the mortgage industry? Most of my coll colleagues and I kind of accidentally ended up here. Same for me. Um, my dad, uh, owns a couple, 
real estate brokerages and um, he opened a mortgage company and I needed a job. <laughs> and I was like, I could, I could do mortgages. That sounds somewhat interesting. And uh, here, here I am. What do you recommend saving after 3% conventional? I live in Las Vegas and have to account for an appraisal gap considering the closing cost. Um, yeah, closing costs, a good rough average is 2.5%. I think it's always going to be good to get a quote from a lender just to get a more accurate idea of this because your closing costs are going to vary drastically depending on the lender that you work with, if they're going to charge any points for uh, that interest rate that you choose, and also what your taxes are. So if taxes are high, closing costs are going to be high because you're going to pay uh, a portion of taxes at closing unless you're choosing to waive an escrow account and then you pay taxes on your own. Um, as far as the appraisal gap, how much you need to anticipate for that is I think you need to talk to a real estate agent who can help you, uh, there. Um, so if you're in Las Vegas, uh, I don't know any realtors in Las Vegas, but what you should do is reach out to, um, my man, Javier, uh, Javier Vidania, if you haven't checked out his channel. So he has a program where he can connect you with a real estate agent. And so that's what I would recommend is talking with a real estate agent who knows your local market and get their advice on it. Um, and that's probably gonna be your, your best bet there. Make sure that when you're doing this appraisal gap that you feel very comfortable about it. Don't just um, don't just throw in an appraisal gap to because you really want the home, uh, unless you're just like extremely financially secure and you're willing to throw that kind of money around. Uh, what you really wanna do is feel confident that if you do have to pay that appraisal gap that you're comfortable with paying that much money for the home. If an appraisal comes in short, if an appraiser says it's actually not worth this amount of money, are you willing to front the cost of that because you believe it is worth that amount of money? So um, make sure you are comfortable with that. Usually with an appraisal gap, um, you would want to plan on being in the home at least five to seven years. That's gonna help you weather uh, if there is like a market downturn because the longer your time horizon is, the less risk you take on of fluctuating home values because usually home, you know, home values are normally gonna have some a bit of a, a short seasonality to them, but historically tend to go up. So we don't want to get caught in anything where there's a little bit of a, a drop in the home value um, in your local area. So I know that's a lot to consider, but I think talking with two people who can help you al align you with a plan is really going to be a, uh, a good option there. Um, first, B-R-R-R. Do people call it that? Do they say it by the letters or they call it burr? Which one, which one do they do? Um, $50,000 purchase need 45000 for rehab after repair value on $50,000, What is the best way to finance the rehab if I intend to keep property long-term? Um, with long-term, uh, it depends. Is this a duplex or not? Uh, if you can, first option, I'd go Fannie Mae Home Style. Secondary option, I'd go two or three K. Hard money is not going to be a long-term option for you, um, but could be a short-term to finance the rehab and then refinance into a long-term loan. Um, however, if you're going to keep it long-term and invest it, like you're going to use it as an investment property, so you won't live there, you're going to choose to rent it out, you will need to do conventional. So I've, I've seen people do hard money to do the rehab. I'm not familiar with hard money that much and then refinance into an investment property loan long-term. Um, that probably is the most conventional 
uh, way to do it. Or you said it's mul- it's uh, multifamily. Um, okay. Um, oh, 11 months of membership. Oh, dude, I forgot. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it up. I forgot. I <laughs> okay, here's the deal. I was a member of Javier's channel, and then I changed bank accounts, and all my cards connected to everything stopped working, and then it canceled the membership on his thing on his channel, and I need to redo my membership. I need to resubscribe, rejoin, rejoin, and uh, I will. I probably okay. I'm gonna make a note. I'm making a note of this. Because last time I was on stream, he was like, you're, you're not a member anymore. And uh, I don't want to be called out. Javier, rejoin. It's in Notion, my man. So you know it's <laughs> you know it's the real deal if it's in Notion. All right, apparently I just switched you over to my... That's not what I meant to do. Um, it's frustrating to find a site or tool that can help me figure out what can I afford. <laughs> this isn't, on the, this isn't uh, obvious at all or anything, but sure, I can jump back to this. Um, so... I did cover this a second ago, but I do have this tool. I call it a max purchase price calculator. You can find the link to this in the description. And also Nightbot has been throwing out that link a little bit too. But here's how it works. Most people, they want to buy a home. They have no clue what they can afford. 200,000, 500,000, a million. What's your maximum purchase price? So it asks you a couple of quick questions like what's your income? What's your debts? And it will then allow you to uh, figure out what your maximum purchase prices. It's going to recommend a maximum purchase price, show you the mortgage payment, the whole breakdown, down payment, closing costs, everything like that. It will then walk you through how lenders approve you for a loan based on different less risk levels. Um, and then it will walk you through things like what your monthly costs will look like. So not only your mortgage payment, but also what kind of other costs could you run into so you can plan for your budget a little bit better. Um, and it's going to walk you through the whole thing Thing like your down payment, closing costs. Um, it's going to help you understand like what different offers are going to look like. So let's say we're approved for 381, um, but maybe I'm looking at a home and it's 375, and I want to see what my payment looks like there. Super quick and easy to figure that out. Um, it tells you, walks you through all the math that a lender would use to find how much you're approved for, and then. It will then show you um, some popular affordability theories. So a lot of times people ask like, what's the rule of thumb for how much I can purchase? Everyone has different theories. There's no one right answer. Um, And so for instance, Dave Ramsey is going to say something very different than different economists would. So you have Dave Ramsey in here. Um, 2.6 ratio is one that's common with uh, economists. Qualified mortgage is what the CFPB uses. Um, 3033 is common with like kind of financial finance personalities. And so you can compare that all to the recommendation from the calculator here and then a quick F A Q. Um, wait, there's a new feature on YouTube. Oh yeah, this, yeah, you can like, I don't know how to do it, but if, if you've been, Subscri- is it if you've been subscribed for a certain period or uh, a member for a certain period of months uh, that you can like push it through almost like a super chat I'm not super familiar with it um, cool found my real estate agent through that uh, Javier recommends first one didn't work out but the referral people kept checking in with me helped me with a new one. Second time was the charm 
Awesome. Do it. Um, he has a fantastic service if you're looking to get connected with an agent. So JavierVidania.com, I think. And I believe so. And uh, Or just go to his YouTube channel. There's there's links in the description too. Um, John Walker, what's that website? Uh, you can go to winthehouseyoulove.com and click on the explore the calculator option. Or there's also a link in the description. I called a max purchase price calculator. Um, there should be a link in the description of this video. If not, it's on my other videos. Um, I honestly can't remember if I added that or not. Hmm. Did I? How is how is PMI calculated? Private mortgage insurance. If you're putting less than 20% down on a conventional loan, you will have private mortgage insurance, which um, basically think of it like insurance for the lender if you default on a loan. Uh, so unfortunately, it doesn't help you. It only helps the lender. Um, but how are the mortgage rates, insurance rates determined? They are determined by the mortgage insurance company, which is chosen by the lender. You cannot shop for your own mortgage insurance. However, you can shop for your lender. Different lenders will have different mortgage insurance uh, amounts. And I'm almost finished working on a calculator, like completing a calculator that will allow you to compare loan quotes. And so you can actually put in the quotes, the interest rate, the closing costs, how much the lender is charging, and the mortgage insurance rates, and it will tell you which one is the cheapest without you having to do all of the math. Um, so I'm almost finished with that. Uh, that should help you do everything in there. All right, so we've been at it this for an hour. Oh, it pops up under Super Chat, if you remember. Huh, I need to try that out. Um, cool, so we've been doing this for like, you know, somewhere around an hour-ish. Um, it is my mom's birthday. So I was with her a little bit earlier, but I'm gonna go spend a little bit more time with her uh, before it gets too late. So thank you all for being here and joining and asking questions. I know I wasn't able to get around to everyone's and I am super sorry that I can't. Unfortunately, it would just kind of be impossible for me to get to every single person's, but I'm gonna do a live stream this upcoming week. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Probably gonna do it on Thursdays, probably around this time, unless I kind of figure out like a you know midday kind of live stream or something, but I'll keep you posted on why I do a live stream next. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful night. Enjoy Thanksgiving coming up. Um, now that I say that, probably ne not next Thursday. I'll, if you follow, if you subscribe, you'll see, you'll see. It'll, it'll come up and say, hey, Kyle's going to go live on whatever time. Um, so enjoy your evening. I will talk with you all soon.